Well, welcome to 2019. I'm Chris Phillips, Head of Corporate Communications and PR at Viasat. And I'm here with Don Butchman, Vice President and General Manager of Viasat's commercial aviation business. Hey, Don. Chris, welcome. How was your holidays? It was good. good. Awesome. It was really good. Thanks. Well, we're here for another installment of our Digital Transformation podcast series focused on how Viasat is helping to transform communications by bringing high-speed, high-quality internet to the hardest-to-reach places. Clearly, aviation is one of those very hard places. It's hard to bring high-speed internet to an aircraft. Right. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's that's what we've been in business for. That's what we've been talking about for five years now. And, you know, it's just great to see it happening. Well, Don, 2018 was clearly a busy and prosperous year for Viasat's commercial aviation business. We made a number of announcements around new customers. We brought new product and service feature sets to market. And we closed out the year with some new perspectives and some major milestones, all relating to the evolution of the passenger and aviation journey. I think our listeners would like to understand why 2018 was an important year um, in our growth story and what to expect for 2019. But before we delve into those questions, um, did you fly anywhere great over the holiday? I went to Seattle, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I saw family up in Seattle, so it was very exciting. Yeah. Well, I think the last time I was in Seattle was, oh, no, it was Portland. for Portland, yeah, for yeah. Apex. Yeah. Apex. Oh, God, that was, what, two years ago? Three, Three years, years ago. ago, yeah. Wow, how time flies. Well, that was a Netflix Virgin America announcement. That's right. Wow, and we have clearly grown since then. Um, so that sounds like a good time and opportunity for us to dive into trends and highlights from 2018. Um, and then we'll do a look ahead to 2019, if that sounds good that to sounds you. sounds perfect. Let's do it. Okay. So looking at trends, were there any that stood out to you in 2018? So in the market trends, yeah, I was like, you know, we've been talking about quality internet. And that's what we've seen really happen in 2018 was we got it to everybody. They've actually had bad internet in planes before. No one actually believed it could be possible. And what we've seen, and we watch social media, we've seen the shift. You know, everyone's basically saying, I expected it bad, but wow, American, you switched. This is fantastic. Thank you. And that was a kind of a, a general trend we saw. So it wasn't everyone expects internet everywhere they go. And mm-hmm. we started delivering it to more people, right? More people got access to the great Viasat product. And I think now the expectation, there's a new bar. We are the bar. So when we look at 2019, how will Viasat continue to evolve that bar? Yeah. So now it's sort of, you know, it's business models, right? So bringing in more, more of sort of the internet that's out there, right? You see streaming video, you see all these other players in our homes, and even at coffee shops, but they haven't really been on planes until they've sort of saw what we can do. And I see sort of a big uptick there. That's the you know, things we've, we mentioned Netflix already three years ago. That mm-hmm. hasn't gone away. More people realize what we're doing. More business models are evolving. I think that trend, I think you're going to see a lot more of that happening. Okay, well, hold that thought because okay. when we close this, we're going to talk a little bit more about 2019 trends. Okay. But we had a really um, exciting and busy year in 2018. So um, as I mentioned before, these highlights made for a really big year for commercial aviation, and the highlights were global. So I think it would be fun to do a quick round robin across the continents um, where we've been active in 2018. Does that sound good to you? Let's do it. Sounds like my freaking flyer miles, <laughs> which is trace my flights. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, let's start in Europe then. Oh, okay. Um, we expanded our presence in Europe. Um, we expanded our, our Dublin office, focusing more on software excellence. No surprises there, right? Ireland is well known for software expertise. Can you tell us what this team is specifically working on as it relates to commercial aviation? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things, yeah, so the Dublin office was really full, first full year or second full year under the, you know, with Viasat. And, you know, so some of the products we brought to market were, 
know, the AeroDocs um, is what their core product was, and that's a document management system for, you know, flight deck and the operational size of airlines. That product continues to evolve and is you know, deployed on several airlines. But specifically what we did here was we, you know, the, the entertainment aspect of what Viaset brings. So, you know, you fly around on a lot of our flights like American, they have uh, wireless IFE. So wireless in-flight entertainment is an adjunct product and the Ireland team developed that in-flight entertainment product for us. And that's the excellence that they brought and into our product and it looks seamless. Mm-hmm. So looking beyond wireless IFE and really into more of the connected space, and kind of this blend and convergence of entertainment and connectivity, where does software fit into that long-term vision for um, for your business? Yeah, you think about the software, but really what we're talking about is the experience, right? Okay. So sort of what is that experience? Like whether it's an app on your phone or the portal, the first thing you see on the plane, how does it follow you around? And so it's the software is really implementation into the experience that passengers are going to have. And sort of, it'll be a blended world. You're going to sort of see the world kind of come in. And this is where third-party sponsors can come in, local entertainment, the internet. You basically have something for everybody. You know, not every, you know, as we know, the business traveler is the one that generally pays your 8 10% take rates. But most people want to get online. And so where software comes in, it's basically bringing in more, more into the ecosystem in a very natural way. Sounds like another trend for 2019 It does sound well. like a trend for 19. Well, in addition to the office expansion, there was just a lot of overall activity in Europe last year from announcements with SAS, Finnair, and LL Israel Airlines, uh, all on the connectivity side, but also Aer Lingus's use of ISAT's electronic flight bag technology. Why do you think that Europe was such a hotbed market for us? Well, I think so. They were, you know, they were lagging a little bit of the U.S., right? The you know, Wi-Fi sort of in-flight connectivity sort of started in the U.S. and has mm-hmm. sort of had the most traction. Europe has been, you know, there's been, you know, areas around the world have been coming, but Europe had mostly stayed out. So a few airlines dabbled in early, but I think last year was what we saw was most of them just sort of made the decision. They've been on the sidelines, said, okay, now we're ready to go. And it just sort of happened that, you know, Viasat was ready to deliver it at the time. So all of our early success here in the U.S., we worked really well for us and translated over to Europe because we sort of were bringing that same high quality product and it was available. When we've been in Europe, we've seen a variety of aircraft types definitely flight routes, and packages that have been offered to passengers. Um, Can you speak to how our team effectively supports the range of different customers and packages? Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's, again, there's different business models are evolving. And I think all of us in the industry and the airlines included are trying to find what business model and what packaging of the product works for them and their passengers. So you have everything like SAS is delivering, you know, free to their premium customers. So whether it's a business class or a a Euro bonus, you know, gold member or higher, bringing it free. And then, you know, if you are just a leisure passenger that only flies SES once in a while without status, you know, you have an option to pay. So that's a, you know, that's a really interesting model where you're sort of, you know, giving a, a nice nugget to your premium customers, but still giving an, a, you know, amenity and pay for service, you know, to your uh, less frequent passengers. So we have a nice set of customers in Europe, but there's still a lot of airlines that still have no connectivity. So, um, will we be seeing more European airlines have an interest in connectivity? Yeah, I, we're seeing that trend continue, right? So, I think you're seeing it out there. A bunch of you had the first wave, a second wave, and now I think you're going to have sort of mass adoption, like we saw here in the U.S. And that's something that I think you know we're really confident, we're really bullish of sort of not only the quality of internet, but sort of what it you know that's only that's sort of a means, but the end is really how do the airline use it? How does their passengers get value out of it? And I think we've got packages that allow sort of any spectrum, whether it be a full service carrier or a low cost carrier to basically you know, present the product. It still shines no matter what the model. 
one um, announcement that we made that had a lot of buzz, um, especially at one of the events that we went to, Apex, um, was our announcement regarding a new European-based all-business class airline, Lay Company. They'll be offering unlimited high-speed Wi-Fi to all passengers on their aircraft. And do you anticipate that this customer set, right, being all business class passengers, will have a different in-flight internet behavior? Um, I think it'll be, so I think so, right? So it'll be a lot of business travelers. Uh, even so the, what does the business traveler do? They want to be connected, right? So they, it's, and it's a leisure, right? The business leisure sort of there. You sort of see the first thing, okay, I'm going to check email. I'm going to basically download the document. I'm going to send the PowerPoint file. I'm going to interface. I'm going to do this. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to kick back. I'm going to download a book. I'm going to read a book or I'm going to listen to a podcast like this one. <laughs> Anyone listening, please download and listen. And the, you know, but listen to their favorite music, Spotify or Apple Music, whatever it may be, catch a movie, you know, if there's Netflix. So I think that's, they're going to be behaving like they normally behave when they're in transit, right? If they're on a train, they probably do very similar things. If they're going to a coffee shop, I've used that, we used that analogy last time we, we spoke. And so I think it's, you're going to see that behavior, but it's going to be directed towards the business, you know, kind of what their applications are. I definitely feel that I'm part of the bleisure crowd. You are the bleisure. <laughs> I am the bleisure crowd. Um, one last highlight from Europe. Uh, I was lucky enough to be part of the official launch of in-flight connectivity on a passenger flight on LL Israel Airlines during the World Cup. That was cool. I know that that was a highlight for you, too, because we still talk about it months later. This flight clearly showed the power of our capacity-rich IFC system. Can you tell me your favorite highlight from that flight. Oh boy, there's so many highlights, but it's France Belgium semifinal going from Tel Aviv to Paris. The game comes on with about an hour and a half left, and you could hear the roar of the crowd. Like when something happened, you'd hear the wave of like a goal was scored, and you hear the wave of people shouting throughout the airplane when, you know, when the aircraft mm-hmm. when it happened. And the worst thing is when we landed, the game wasn't over yet, and no one wanted to get off the plane. They wanted to continue watching the game. That was really cool. And then getting into the streets of Paris with horns and everything else going as they advanced to the final. I remember one um, one media was filming himself. Oh, yeah. Can you talk about that yeah, one? That, so is, that, was, that was wild. Yeah, so I'm watching there. So I'm sitting there, and one of the media has basically got a couple devices. So I'm trying to figure out what he's doing because he's got devices pointing at each other. So what he was doing, it turned out, was he had one device streaming the, the World Cup live. The second device was pointed at the first device, and it was uploading the live stream and rebroadcasting it to the world. And then a third device was actually watching his own rebroadcast of what he was already downloading there. So it was essentially three streams going on with one person. Well, that doesn't show a capacity-rich system. I'm not sure what would. That was my favorite moment, too. Okay, Don, let's travel over the pond and take a look at the Americas. A lot has happened in the Americas. We had a new announcement with longtime customer United Airlines adding Viasat in-flight connectivity to over 70 aircraft, but they also went direct with us. Why was the timing right in 2018 to make this switch from indirect to direct? Yeah, I think that was sort of a little bit of sort of, you talked about the trends, right? That was from a, from a micro perspective, the trend in Viasat, not the market, was in 2018 as we kind of made that transformation from maybe a behind the scenes player to a prime. So we're a full service provider. So we've been working on that. And what we really worked on in 2018 was stepping up to that prime position. As airlines looked at us, they saw the value was the internet, right? The capacity. And they were kind of asking us to kind of put it together. And so we, you know, we put together a full package for them. And I think United, even though they're a long-term customer, they earned trust in our ability to do the satellite piece of it, the hardware piece of it. Um, you know, maybe we hadn't done the other piece. And they saw that happen. And so they said, hey, 
you know, we actually see the value and we trust it. So I think we want to go forward with these guys. These guys do the prime. We want to interface with them. We want to go right to the source and get it. And Vice had stepped up. They asked us to it to do it. And I, you know, I think right now I would say I've been, I'm not them, but I'm hoping that way they would say that, yep, we're delivering on the promise. That's great. We also expanded our relationship with American Airlines by highlighting some value-added content and services direct to passengers. Most recently, we showcased Willie Nelson live at 35,000 feet, which was a major accomplishment through that partnership with Austin City Limits and American Airlines. So three questions for you on, on this topic. First, What's your favorite Willie Nelson song? Feel free to sing oh, if you'd of like. Of course, on the road again. <laughs> that okay. is a classic. I've actually, I'm banned in multiple karaoke bars across the three continents. So, Okay, we'll let you off easy then. Going back to being real here. So are these value-added services setting a new standard in the industry? We think we are. It really is. I mean, you know, when you kind of do those sort of things, it sort of opens up the imagination. We had talked about that before. What's the art of the possible? and. Mm-hmm. In the past, you had sponsors, other things that came in. They had very limited engagements because the quality wasn't there. And so what we really tried to do is sort of, you know, take off the blinders on poor quality. And you know, we have good quality now. What would you do if you knew you had this kind of quality? And I would think something like the partnership that American already had with Austin City Limits and then bringing that live to their customers in flight and having it available, you know, for the next 24 hours, it's a nice perk, right, to get on there. And so those are the kind of things that are super interesting. You're bringing parties that never would have really been involved in the airline industry or passengers and you're getting their product in front of them. So it's good for American, it's good for Austin City Limits. And I think, you know, for Vicet, we think it's good because it kind of highlights sort of the, you know, the open imagination, art of the possible. So for maybe a first time listener that is just getting familiar with in-flight connectivity, can you tell us how are we able to deliver these unique experiences in the sky? You know, just yeah. from a big picture view. Okay, yeah, this is great because actually I'm pretty worried. What ten minutes into our podcast, I haven't even mentioned the satellites yet. So I it's, know. yeah. So let me bring you back. Let's right, bring it back to what, yeah, back. the core strength. So again, kind of going back, you know, as Vaya said, the core strength is what we're doing is we're bringing the real internet, right? So we launched a series of satellites and continue to launch invest in satellites, and they haven't just been you know better than last year's satellites. These are transformational satellites. You know, 10x and 100x improvements over the state of the art when we launched them. And so, what does that mean? Okay, what's well, fine, Don? What does that mean for me, the passenger? Well, it means I go from text messaging, you know, is my the best thing I can do on a plane to streaming anything, right? Willie Nelson concerts, Netflix, Hulu, you name it, World Cup Live mm-hmm. on LL. So, that's the thing. And what it is, it all goes back to our satellites. And it's the capacity and the economics that we put into them, the same invested capital, they're more productive. What that means is sort of a better quality product for the for the airline and the passenger. And what that means, I can do more. And more means more leisure time. More means more leisure. <laughs> um, let me switch to JetBlue for a moment. We jointly participated in two incredible conversations at some trade events last uh, last year, Apex and AIX, where we discussed how Viasat has enabled JetBlue to provide a unique experience in the sky, free for all, which um, has in turn boosted customer loyalty. What would you say to other airlines who are on the fence about offering a free service to passengers? Yeah, I, mean, I think there's a lot of buzz. Yeah, I think JetBlue's had buzz when we first launched, and they've continued to have buzz. And it's kind of amazing. It's, what, 20, 30, it's five years since they've launched with the free product, and they're still getting buzz. I mean, they're still getting thanks on social media. You see articles written basically pointing out JetBlue's the one. Now Qantas has jumped into the fray of offering a full, you know, really the only two that are offering the full internet high quality for free. And I would say when they kind of look at it, everyone sort of views it as a cost. 
okay, this is a cost. I'm not going to get any value for this cost. So why would I do it? But I think there's the loyalty, as you mentioned, uh, is there. And you're just sort of seeing the brand pick up. And there's other amenities like getting coffee away for free or, say, movies in the past on the seat backs. It's the same cost for an amenity. You'll get paid for it. But you get there. And so I would say when you go to free, it's sort of it's not if, it's when. Like we saw the trend in hotels. We talked about that mm-hmm. last time as well, coffee shops. So the airlines can be there. So what you really want to do is if I'm going to get there, I want to have a product that actually works and it's affordable. And that's what ours, that's what we supply. Awesome. One last highlight in in the Americas. We proudly announced Aeromexico's commitment to bring Viasat onto their fleet, bringing our service to 18 new 737 MAX aircraft with the option to extend to more in the future. They have a line fit solution. Can you tell us about the line fit process and how that has helped us gain the trust of new airlines? Yeah, I think what it is, it's really kind of taken that initial, there's a lot of friction, right? When you put equipment on, you know, you have to take out an airplane. You know, so if you don't get out of the line, you have to take it, an airplane out of service. You have a, you know, three or four day maintenance cycle that you have to go to, you know, you do certifications. And so with a factory, what it does is it sort of takes, it removes all of that, right? So yeah, I get my plane and I order it with the options, right? So it's like buying a new car, I get it with the radio instead of having to get it later. So they, they basically get it. It's certified by Boeing. And, you know, we work with Boeing to make sure all that happens. Boeing stands behind the installation and it gets delivered to the, the customer working on day one. And so for them, it really kind of removes that friction point. They build it into the model of the airplane itself. It's part of the airplane. It's part of the service and part of the sort of what the value they're bringing to their passengers. Let's go further west, right? We start in Europe. Okay. We hit the Americas. Hit the Americas, okay. And so let's talk about Australia and Qantas. Oh, excellent. Qantas is really known for pushing the needle on how to offer great customer service, but they're also looking at operational use cases for having high-speed internet on board. Can you share some early learnings from their operational side? Yeah, can yeah. So they've been really, I mean, they've been really pushing the limits. That's why you know, I love working with all these airlines, you know, because each one of them is unique and they bring, you know, they, 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 they move the bar forward, right? When they pick us, I think that's part of their selection criteria is they want to move the bar forward. They go with us. With Qantas, you know, I know the flight crew has been really enamored with it because it's sort of putting a lot of power into their hands of sort of, you know, passenger interfaces. And they've, you know, in-house, they've developed a lot of, you know, really cool things through that. But in the flight deck, you know, we've heard really positive. You know, it's come from, say, passenger comfort, turbulence avoidance. You know, those are things that they've, you know, had really good success with using our system to be able to do that, getting real-time data in. And in addition, you know, they've, they've saved a lot of money as well. They've sort of taken things that they used to use um, more secure channels they didn't have to that cost a lot of money and they've been able to sort of offload a lot of that onto the satellite internet connection and they've got a lot of value out of that and so we've just seen them continue to sort of you know kind of push it for their their internal use and they've been really happy with that and you know giving us good feedback well i agree i think big data and analytics are definitely two components to a, a bigger trend that we'll continue to hear about in 2019 um, before we close that on, I must congratulate you and the whole commercial aviation team for closing the year with a major milestone. Um, you guys hit over a thousand commercial aircraft flying with with our high speed in flight internet equipment and service. A well deserved congratulations. Thank you, the whole team. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. So here's a hard question: when um, you when you reach a milestone like that, what do you tell the team? Like, how do you thank them? You know, it's just, it's, it's more of just congratulations on your dedication, right? It's just basically you're smart. <laughs> we thought about this and we weren't just, we didn't get into this haphazardly. We, we knew what we were doing. We had intent and, you know, it's really the team. You just sit back and enjoy the moment because this is what you've 
three years ago when you're kind of drawing things up and you're working and you're trying to figure out what should we do, you were really thoughtful because we couldn't hit this milestone had we not been that thoughtful three, two, three years ago. So I tell them to just sit back and enjoy the moment and really congratulate yourself because you guys are good and you're mm-hmm. smart. And that's what advice that's all about. Well, you can enjoy the moment for a moment, <laughs> but then 2019 is knocking yeah. on the door and you've got to start to set goals and align those to some of the trends that we're seeing. So at the very early and actually all throughout our conversation, we've talked about some key trends. We've talked about software and how that affects the uh, the passenger and the crew journey. We've talked about free as being a clear trend. So when we think about 2019 and how significant it could be, as we evolve new business models and we bring new revenue sources such as live events and sponsorships to our airline partners, and we bring value-added content services to market, with all of that said, can you just tease our listeners a little bit with what to expect in 2019? I'm sure we will do a number of podcasts on these topics. So just maybe a little bit about what's ahead. Okay. I, I, I can't give up too many of the secrets, but it's going to be pretty, it's going to be a pretty fun year. So a lot of, we've talked a lot about this stuff, right? We've had a few, you know, we've had things like Austin City Limits and Netflix, which we've mentioned before. But I think what you're going to see next year is a pretty big acceleration of that trend that's happening. And I think one of the things that a lot of the brands out there are pretty excited about with Viasat is we're going to get access to a lot of passengers. And so one of the trends we see is just more on the business models kind of going, you know, this, this trend towards that, bringing the, you know, producers in that, you know, basically want to get in front of passengers, us enabling it. Gone from sort of talk to action is sort of the thing I think you're going to see in 19. Well, I feel like action is your middle name. Um, Don, as always, thanks so much for your time today. You and the whole commercial aviation team have a lot to celebrate and also to look forward to in 2019. So lots of good stuff. On the next episode, we'll likely cover off some new excitement in operational trends, taking a different slant from just focusing on the connectivity. So um, it should be a good conversation. I know I can't wait to hear what we're going to talk about. And uh, I know the industry will continue to push forward. So until next time, thanks. All right. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys. 